Jesus' name. Now, how many watched uh, that Salute to America that was on TV? Nobody watched it? Man, maybe I ought to record it and bring it here. Man, that thing was awesome. I'm not kidding you. I was sitting there with us so proud to be an American. They, what channel it was on? It was on Fox because the other channels didn't want to run it, and they kept saying that Trump's going to take, all he's going to do is talk about himself, and he didn't talk about himself once. And, I mean, it was just awesome, you know, the way that they did the, the singing and the songs for the Army and the Navy and the Coast Guards, and they had flyovers and stuff from, from their, uh, their service thing, Army, Navy, or whatever, and they had to sing their song and everything. And the end of it, they had the Blue Angels. And I, it was just awesome. I just wished I could have been there because it was just awesome. Now, as you know, I'm very patriotic, <clears throat> and I love this country. And I hate to see what's happening to it. And, and we have less patriotism than we've ever had. And it's hard for me. Us old people, man, it really cuts at our hearts when we see people disrespecting our nation. And I wrote a song a few years ago. Well, I don't know how many years ago. It's been years ago. Anyway, and I, I don't have my voice anymore since I had my neck operated on. And I wasn't a good singer to begin with. So uh, I'm going to sew that, and I'm going to put the words up on the song, on the thing here, so you can hear what the words are. Because the, God writes good music, good songs. How many know that? And I'm just amazed when I hear them, I say, man, did I write that? You know, that came from me? No, it didn't. It came from God through me. So just ho- I hope you'll enjoy it. And if you like it, the, the songs are on some of those C- on that CDs back there. These lights too, Susie, please. Stop it. 
freedom of the nation and freedom that God provides kind of to interact with each other. And without God, we wouldn't have a nation. And if we don't return to him, we'll have one again. But I want to see that involvement in government is part of the work of the church. That seems something that's foreign to us. But I want to show you that uh, it is God's plan. Romans 13, 1 to 7. down there at the bottom after all those Hey, you're a great person. 
sin and reveal their land. God would rather forgive and restore than judge. And over Israel, if you look at their history, over and over again, they would, get, they would be in a good place and then they'd turn their backs on God and go this direction. And then when things all fall apart and they were in a mess, they would pray and God would restore them. And this was just the cycle that were, they were on. Sin restore, land restore. That isn't God's will. So if he did it for Israel, he'll do it for us. But see, the problem is we have to humble ourselves. And that's the hardest thing for us to do, to humble ourselves. Because we think we are so important. Now, we are important to the will of God, that's true. But we aren't the ones that determine the history of this world. And we need to humble ourselves and pray, because then God can intervene. And that's why God healed Israel, was because they returned to him. And then when everything was at their final thing and they were in bondage and things of that in bondage, the prayer got out of bondage. Just went on and on. Well, now they're in their land. And they're not really as godly as what they should be as Jews. I mean, if they love Israel, they love their family and father just like we do, but they're not as religious as they used to be. But my Bible tells me that one day all of Israel will be saved. Hallelujah! And that hasn't happened yet. And I believe that the American can be saved. I believe we need, we're going to have a revival before Christ comes. People can tell me, oh, no, it's not. I don't care. I'm going to pray that and believe it. As long as I'm, if I'm alive and standing upright, I'm going to believe it and I'm going to pray for it. Because I love this nation. I want to see it destroyed by a bunch of idiots in our government. We need to get them out. Third reason believers think we shouldn't be involved in government is they see it as corrupt. Now we have a lot of politicians that are corrupt. I was so amazed at all the corruption that exists. I knew we had corruption, but I didn't know it went to this level. And that's why they hate Trump so much is because he's exposing it. And I'm glad that he is because we need to get this stuff out so God can heal our land. And they're, they're spending so much time trying to get Trump out of office that they're not legislating like they're called to do. I read, heard a um, report just yesterday, a survey, that they said they monitored TV on all the news channels, so-called news channels, and they said 94% of all the other news channels had negative things to say about Trump. 94%! That means only 6% positive. On Fox, it was 50% positive, 48% negative. People think that Fox never preached anything negative about Trump, but he does. If he does something that screws up, they tell it. Because they're kind of a news channel. The other thing is it isn't news channels, they're opinion channels. And when you've got people in that their main goal is hating Trump, and you've got politicians running for president and their main goal is to hate Trump, 
in the point to take God out of everything, even though the Constitution doesn't allow for it. And we are so idiotic that we, we let, just yesterday, I think it was yesterday, on the 4th of July, whatever it was, the cops went into Starbucks. And they sat down, you know, and get some coffee and, and stuff on the breaks. And I think there was about six of them. And one customer complained. I feel uncomfortable because they're in here. So they threw the cops out. You believe that? Of course, Starbucks apologized. But already boycotts are starting to happen, and they're starting to feel the pinch. But that's the world we live in. I'm tired of everybody else getting offended. I'm offended. I'm offended when these people act like idiots and fools. I don't care if they are uncomfortable. This country is founded on Christian principles of respect for our leaders. Now, believers aren't involved because the ACLU fights everything that we do it. And they had this, uh, ACLU brought up this separation of church and state. How many of you have heard that? All of us, you know, we taught it all the time. Well, they've got to have a separation of church and state, so they can't have Bibles in the church. Why not? They can't do this, can't do that. They can't say God, they can't pray, and all this other kind of stuff. And they were so intimidated, they put Bill in it. But that phrase doesn't appear in the Constitution. But it does appear in the Marx, Karl Marx Communist Manifest. That's where it came from. Uh, the phrase was mentioned in a letter from the third president, Thomas Jefferson, who wrote to the Danbury Baptist Association, assuring them that he would keep the government out of the church, not the church out of government. That was never their, our founding father's plan. Our founders came to this country for freedom of religion, or freedom from religion. Because in, in England, they were only one church. If you wanted to go to church, that's the one you had to go to. Whether you liked it or not, that was it. And they had too many people who didn't want to be forced to, to join a church that didn't believe the way that they did. So they came to America to find freedom so they could worship. <clears throat> the First Amendment actually said, Congress shall make no laws respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. The government can't establish a church. Two-hour worship session in Congress. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah! That tells you what kind of man. 
God. Except for our election time, and they let things slide because they wanted to elect. They want to lie, and the one that can lie the best is the one they elect. Say that wrong. The one that lies the best is the one that they elect.
meditating upon it tonight. Wow! These guys were really serious about this stuff. <coughs> At the Constitutional Convention in 1787, Benjamin Franklin said, God governs in the affairs of men, and the sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his nose. It is probable that an empire can rise with his, without his aid. God brings up governments and empires, and they care for them. Sometimes he brings up governments or empires just to punish the people. And we're on the kind of on the threshold. This is the longest any country has ever survived the way America has. Because most of the nations, even the Roman Empire, dissolved after 200 years. And we're at 237 years since the Constitution. I don't know if I do the math in my head right it's important. The Constitution is important. And God notices everything because he's in charge. Our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, said, 1863, after assuming leadership over a nation on the brink of civil war, he said, we have been in the recipients of choice, the choices boundaries of heaven. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten that gracious hand which preserved us and fitted to multiply and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the great secretness of our hearts, that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to God that made us. <clears throat> it behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sin, and to pray for the clemency and forgiveness. Yeah. I mean, we're just repeating that cycle. He said, man, this nation is just not following God anymore. It's not following the principles of the Constitution. Now, that was back, you know, in 
Help us to conquer the apostles of greed and racial arrogance. Let us <clears throat> lead us to the saving of our country. Thy will be done, Almighty God. Amen. <clears throat> I mean, I can't even imagine that happening a few years ago. No, that would never happen. But we, we can look at our history and be reminded of, the, of how God was intertwined in our leadership. Harry Truman, our 33rd president, not known to be commit, a committed believer, said, if men and nations will live by the precepts of the ancient prophets and the teachings of the Sermon on the Mount, problems which now seem so difficult would soon disappear. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. I mean, if we should live by the Bible, live by the Sermon on the Mount, quit being greedy and wanting power, that's what everything's about, it's the power. They already have money, but they want power. Right. And power corrupts. Because it goes to their head, and they think they're more important than they are. And when it comes out, some of the things that they did while they were in office would amaze you. That's why they need to be informed. <coughs> Gerald Ford, our 38th president, quoted a 1955 speech by Dwight D. Eisenhower on December 5th, 1974. Without God, there would be no American form of government, nor an American way of life. Recognition of a supreme being is the first the most basic expression of Americanism. Thus the founding fathers of America saw it, and thus did God help it will continue to be. Amen. <clears throat> That's 1974. I, I can see this, and I remember these events. The whole. Maybe you haven't, but you know, the problem we have today is we're taking history out of school. And if something offends you, then we need to get rid of it. Who cares about it? They're talking about painting over a wall in, I don't know what school it was, of George Washington, because he had slaves one time. Well, we all had slaves. Abraham had slaves. Shock you? Look at our own Christian heritage. Well, of course, there's some people took very good care of them, just like they would part of the family. And that's why they, the Bible put in this thing about being a love slave. It's when they were free, and they didn't want to be free, then they'd go, go to the owner and say, I don't want to be free, I want to stay here. Then he would take it all, turn it over and all this. It's a thing that comes to hold with them. And they take their ear, and they punch a hole in it, and put an earring in there. That meant that they were a willing slave. It wasn't a slave, but they were wanted to stay where they were at. <clears throat> a lot of problems that we had with the slaves when we released them all, was they didn't know what to do. Their whole lives were a certain way, and now they were free, and they didn't know what to do with freedom. So we quite, uh, didn't help the situation because we didn't educate them the way that they should have. President Ronald Reagan said, if, ever, if we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be one nation God under. That is the truest statement that you'll hear. Once we throw God out of everything, the nation is over. It's gone. So should a Christian be involved in the government? That's the wrong question. Can we be the Christian and we are commanded to be and not be involved? They should they have started this younger and younger in the schools like our schools they did because we were taught patriotism. We sent the, uh, sent the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag every day, and we were taught history. And we didn't get rid of the parts that we didn't like, or that would make us look bad. We kept them. So yeah, because if you get rid of that stuff, you're destined to repeat them. And we don't want to repeat some of those things. And sure, they had slaves. They had them for a lot of years. But look at what's happened to the African Americans now. You know? Where would they be if they still be in Africa. And look at the problems that they have in Africa. So they are blessed to be here. Now, I'm not, I don't agree with being slaves or any part of that, but the result was that God blessed them to be here in our time to where they could do what they want. They can go to work and they can provide for their families. And we need to teach history. We don't need to apologize to every black person who's in the street. I'm sorry. Too 
I know this is going to need big enough because it's part of their religion. We need to get that out too. It makes me mad every time I hear somebody abusing their child. It just, just makes me so upset. Romans 13, 6 or 7. This is also why we pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants to give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If you revenue, the revenue. Respect, the respect. If honor, then honor. The first thing we should do for government is pay our taxes. Now, some people believe that our government is paid until we don't owe taxes. We shouldn't get be given money to pay the system. But the Roman Empire was very pagan. When that was all firstly written, and Jesus paid his taxes. All the people in the New Testament paid taxes to whatever was over them. David had his people, they paid taxes. Of course, we pay a lot more taxes sometimes than what they did. They were required to pay their taxes and their offerings. And then it was 20% actually went to the government. So, <clears throat> it's God's will that we pay our taxes. <clears throat> First Timothy 2, 1 and 2. Exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. The second thing we must do for government is pray for it. You know, if we pray for government as much as we complain about it, things will change. When we pray for things to change to a certain way, and we pray for it and continue to pray for it, that situation will change or we will be changed. One or the other, the change will happen. So we need to pray for them. <clears throat> and this is just the people that we, that we like. <clears throat> and we're supposed to pray for Zion, our leaders, whether we like them or not. I'm not going to say sometimes it's hard. We don't like who's in office. But I didn't pray, pray, pray for them. I didn't pray, pray to respect the office. Doesn't matter whether you like people like Trump. It doesn't matter that I didn't like Obama. We still pray for him. But I always joked around, yeah, I prayed the Psalm prayer, David prayed. God killed him. You know? But I was in, in jest because we have to pray for our leadership and our government. Because if we don't, it's only going to get worse. And I don't want to see it any worse than it is right now, do you? Romans 13.4 For the one is in authority as God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants. Agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoers. Now, the nation we live in is just in a mess about crime. I know that we need crime reform and some, some did a lot of that and sometimes they were overzealous in the punishment from things 20 years ago. And he's changing those things. Because it's expensive to, to have people in prison. It costs us a lot of money for prisoners. So if they can get out and they just did had had stuff on they shouldn't have had on and now that's legal, you know, it's kind of a joke, isn't it? To keep people in jail for selling this drug and then we make it legal for them to sell this drug. It's kind of, you know, it baffles our mind how stupid we are. And it says <coughs> wrongdoers need to be punished. And, the, of course, we have judges. That's why we need to vote for um, righteous leaders so they can appoint righteous judges, not ones that just have opinions, but what, is, what goes with our Constitution. Now, we need to restrain some evil, but taking the life of some people that deserve it is right. Put it right there. Do, do not bear the sword for no reason. And the sword was their form of war and killing that they had. And God's saying, hey, if they do wrong, certain crimes, they die for it. <clears throat> but the sight of the women now, they care more about murderers than they do about the unborn. Right. And the more, if, if the abortion fails, then they kill the baby. Of course, it's only a baby until it's born. Until then, it's not. And now they're trying to change that. And that just, oh, that just, mm, just gets me. Because I think that's so stupid because I have no common sense. This is a lot different than what this one is. And that's not.
God of convenience. And they don't realize that most of the babies that are aborted are, are that black Americans, African Americans, and Democrats. And that alone should make them stop. But they don't think about it. They go, oh, now they're going to help us lay out. Oh, yeah, we have to do all these things for you. <coughs> the first thing you must do for our government is respect and honor. Now, like I said, we may not like the people in the offices, but we have to respect the office. And uh, dislike somebody, pray for them. And keep praying for them. And ask God to work on them and mold them. It makes a difference. We pray for our government every day. We pray for our families. We pray for ministers. We pray for this congregation. Every day. It's the last thing we do before we go to bed is pray. <coughs> or I should say before we go to sleep because we pray in bed. <coughs> so the last thing on our mind is pray. Uh, the fourth thing. We, oh, before we get past that, we have to respect and honor. We have to honor the laws of this nation. And the only exception is if they go against God's word. Then we can't honor them. We're excused. If they tell us we have to worship an idol, goodbye, we're going. And one day that's going to happen to the nation that will idol worship. If you don't, you're tossing your head. So we need to find God now. We don't have to worry about that. <coughs> Fourth thing we must do for our government is participate. God will ordain government and tell us not to be involved in it. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's our duty to be informed and vote. Uh, you know, we do a lot of research on candidates that are running for office that affect us to make sure that I'm voting for the best person for that office. I know sometimes I've said the lesser of two evils, and, but we still have to vote. I'd like to know everybody has a background and everybody deserves forgiveness. <coughs> There's only one way to continue Best thing we need is for our government not to lie. <clears throat> and we must give our government to make a difference. We are a republic. We're not a democracy. We are a republic. How many know that? A republic is governed by the people and for the people. A democracy is one person makes all the decisions. And I guess that's where we got Republican from. <laughs> and democracy, Democrat, I don't know, but <clears throat> anyway, that's what it is. But we are government led by the people. <clears throat> and there's only one way to affect public opinion, because the public opinion is what forms laws. The leaders and that, they go with pub public opinion. Who cares? Right or wrong? They're already all over the place. That's why these people that are running for office keep changing their minds. Because they find out that people don't really want that anymore. So I gotta change and hold myself this way until I get elected. And then I can do what I want to do. That's all I want to do. All I got to do is get into the office, and then I can implement my plan. After they lied to the people that voted for them. There's a whole lot of people that are sorry to some of the people that they voted for in the House because of what they're doing. They're not governing, all they're doing is harassing. <coughs> and uh, the only way we're going to do that change is by getting the Word of God into people's hearts. Because only God can change us. I can't tell, I can't show you enough things to change your heart and mind. Only God can. But I'm obligated to witness to people with every chance I get. And it seems like the, it isn't the fireworks or is it the singing a song or but, but to witness. Witnessing is the most important thing that we can do. And let's, I want to build a church that will stand in the light of the darkness a dying world. Spiritual freedom also only comes from those who accept Christ as our personal Savior. We may be a free American, but we're, we're still slaves of this world. Tied to Christ can break that bondage of sin and set us free spiritually. I like to be free twice, don't you? I live in a free nation. I'm, a, I'm free to be up here to say whatever I want. But then you our bylaws, of course, and within God's word. And I'm thankful for that. Because without, can you imagine without God's word in our nation at all, what a mess this would be? I don't know whether we could recover from that. <clears throat> but I thank God that I'm an American, and I thank God that 
saved him, and he called him. Because without that, without the drawing of the Holy Spirit, no one could be saved. And the Holy Spirit is the one that's <coughs> trying to change things and drawing people out and then changing things. You know, when people that believe in abortion, when they see an abortion actually take place, it changes their mind. I wasn't going to fly that day. I wasn't going to be a believer in it. I said, well, it doesn't matter. One way or the other. I was young and stupid. You know, and when I was young, you know, it was very <clears throat> not a good thing to end up pregnant if you wasn't married. It was very shame, shameful thing. So, but uh, and they see this stuff, and see the millennials. Millennials are changing their mind about abortion, and it's millennials that are leaving California, and they're coming everywhere else. They're going to hear in other places. I hope they don't bring their politics with them. I don't want people living on the streets causing all the plans they have or talk, walk through the area and they get sick. <clears throat> but I'm thankful to be born a Christian. I was born in America and I'm thankful that I accepted Christ as my Savior. Are you? Amen. 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 Thank you. Let's pray. First Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you again for this nation. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God that loves. Lord, and a God that wants us to, as a nation to repent and return to your values, because then righteousness will return to our land. And Lord, I long for that.